Fiasco. Fiasco. In case you don't know what the Our Boxer Box is for you, it's your heart. It's your heart. It's your heart. And when you recognize how much he loves you, you can't help but give him your heart. Hallelujah. We are continuing on in our series as we are slowly winding up. We are at Sermon 26. We're walking our way through Ephesians chapter 1. We will begin reading at verse 9 this morning. And we'll just exegete, just explain, just try to give explanation of what our Heavenly Father is saying to us. Verse 9 reads as such. Making known to us the mystery, the secret of his will, of his plan, of his purpose, which was determined before the foundation of the earth. But he, he exposed it, he revealed it a little bit at a time. Hallelujah. The Old Testament in every book shows Jesus. There's pictures and types of the coming of the Messiah. The whole word of God is God breathed. Is God breathing out his heart, his mind, his plan? Was not written by men by their own interpretation, but the Holy Spirit led them in what to say. So in accordance to, watch this. His good pleasure. <laughs> and that's saying that God saved you not because of you. He saved you because of him. He just chose to be good to us. Listen, his merciful intent. Listen to this. God says he's merciful. Just the fact we are saved, we are here, God is merciful. Turn to somebody and say, God's been merciful to me. Hallelujah. Which he had previously purposed and set forth in him. He said, in Jesus. Before he started creation, this plan of salvation was already set. There are purposes and intent of God that is already set in action and time catches up with it. And nothing the devil can do can stop it. <laughs> That's why regardless of what all the craziness that's going on, you should not be fearful. Because our God is in control. You got to know that. But that he told us that all this mess was going to happen. So why are we running around like a chicken with their head cut off? 
when he already prophesied it. Let's go on. He planned for the maturity of the time and the climax of the age to unify all things and to head them up consummation, to consummate them in Christ. He said, everything is about Jesus. And, and, and everything is going according to plan. And when God brings it to pass, what will be exalted through all the evil, through all, is Christ is Lord. That's why you ought to praise him now. <laughs> Don't wait till the end. He is Lord, he is God, he is Savior right now. And when God is, and listen, watch what he's doing in this. He's saying in the book of Ephesians, he said, I'm letting you know my plan. I'm letting you know what I'm doing. Regardless of what you see or feel, my word is true. He says, he says, he says, he consummated in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go on. In him, in Christ, we also were made God's heritage. We are his portion. We will get, we'll get deeper into that. And we have also attained an inheritance. What that means is what we see now does not even compare to what God has planned. Amen. Well, let me just say this real quick. You don't want to miss what God has planned for us Thank in eternity. Let me, let me go a little bit farther. We haven't started even living yet. We're not going to be on clouds playing a harp. We're not going to sit down by the river and do nothing all day. God is a God that always has plan and purpose and greater plans. And scripture says we're going to rule with Christ all of eternity, all of his creation, and God's going to constantly blow our minds. And many of us are stuck on earth in our thinking. And missing what God is preparing for us. Let's move on. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not preaching yet. <laughs> for we are, have been foreordained, chosen, and pointed beforehand. That takes away any ideal that any of your works made you get saved. Before you did anything, God had already chose you from the beginning. Let's go on. In accordance to his purpose, who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design, watch this, of his own will. Let's read on. So that we who were first to hope in Christ, he's talking about the apostles, disciples, we first put our confidence in him has been 
destined and appointed to live for the praise of not only them, but all of us. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, to the praise, to the praise of, his glory. of his glory. To the praise, to the praise of, his glory. of his glory. Amen. Amen. The thought I want to bring to us this morning is that we are God's inheritance to be a blessing. Amen. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and allow us to see you this morning. Lord, Lord, even now, open up our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Praise should not be hard. In fact, it should be easy. If we really, if our spiritual eyes, ears, and heart was open, we would praise God all the time. The problem with us is God is blessing, God is showing himself, God is demonstrating his love and goodness towards us, but, but if we got blinders on, we can't see it. Okay, let me, let's, take a, let's take a blinder test. Out of your mouth, do you praise more or complain more? Do, do you see the hand of God more or the work of devil more? Is the cup half full or half empty? Satan is continually lying to us and telling us that God is not enough. Satan is constantly trying to make us see what we don't have instead of allowing us to see what we do have. I am convinced that if we start praising God more for what we do have, if we intentionally look his way, if we intentionally open up our ears and look for him, he will blow us away and give us more. I got a question in the house. If your child kept on complaining about how bad of a parent you are, would you buy them a lot of things? If they walked around saying, I wish I had another mother. I wish I had another daddy. And, and you know you've been good to them. And they keep on saying, well, you haven't done Johnny's mom did this. Marilyn's mom did that. You know what you would do? You would say, guess what? Because you don't appreciate. Maybe we need to get back to the old days that when mama cooked, if you didn't eat what mama cooked, you didn't eat. 
we didn't know. And, and God is constantly, whether we know it or not, he is trying to show himself to us because God does not want you just to praise him based on nothing. He wants you to praise him based on what he already has, which then gives you the ability to praise him for what he's going to do because our God is good. Everything we have, everything we hope to be, every good and perfect gift has come from our Father in heaven. You didn't do it, I didn't do it. God enabled us to have what we have. If it wasn't for him, we would not be in as well a shape as we are. The devil would have destroyed us a long time ago, but God's mercy and his grace kept us all this time. Oh, oh, sometimes you need to take a praise break. You need to start writing down all that God has done is doing so that you can remind yourself to praise him every single day. I believe God is speaking, but we're not hearing. I said last week, I said last week, I said last week that, that God gives us pictures in the Old Testament of how he worked with Israel in many ways the same way he works with us. God, God, God doesn't change who he is. His, his character is, is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The way he loves us is the way he loved Israel and anyone who would turn to him. So therefore, God pattern of blessing, of working, of molding and shaping stays the same throughout this dispensation, this age, this time. So, so I can go to Joshua and I can see how God says to them, I have already done it. I've already given it to you. All you have to do is trust me and go fight for it. I'm not even asking you to fight the battle and win it in your own strength. I'm telling you, I have already defeated them. I just want you to trust me enough to put your whole armor on and march into their territory, and I will defeat them for you. Hallelujah. I want you to trust me at my word. Know what God says? God says, I want you to read the word in the New Testament, and I want you to claim the promises that I give you, and I want you to praise me ahead of time that is yours, that I want you to get up off your knees and walk like it's yours, and watch me see your faith, and watch me drop some peace on you, drop some blessings on you, drop some joy on you, because you trust me at my word. See, the territory that we're fighting for is our minds now. What do you or who do you allow to occupy your thinking? I hear people all the time, yeah, I watch that, but it don't bother me now. It's planting seeds. And the seeds go in the trees. And a bit, I hate to say this, 
But the devil is a, is, is a, is a, is a patient devil. He'll wait 20 years for that seed that he planted 20 years ago to mess you up. He don't care as long as he gets you. And because we don't understand, we fall right into his trap because we don't understand spiritual warfare strategy. But, but as, we, as, as we dig into God's word, God, 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 God says, I got you. My plan, your victory has already been worked out. I have already given you everything you need. Verse, verse 12, look what it says. Well, verse 11, he said, in him that is in Christ, we were made God's heritage. You know what, hold on. What is it that we can give God? One thing, faith and praise. See, because when we trust God by faith, and we, because we are his, and we have his DNA, his character begins to spring up in us. And people begin to see the love of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, we as Christians should not look like, sound like, act like people of the world. Because we have what they don't have. We have, I told you that we was adopted, and adoption means that God has placed in you his divine seed, his divine character. Now, the way we make that grow is you water it with the word by faith. Now, the reason why we still act many times the way we act, because we're watering the wrong seed. Not only did God plant seeds, the devil plant seeds. But you know what? You and I have the ability to choose what seed we're going to pay attention to. The devil don't quit talking. You just got to quit listening. The devil's still going to be up to his tricks. Listen, some of us is waiting for the devil to stop. He's not going to stop. You know what? We got to start. Talk back. You talk back to everybody else. Talk back to the devil. Start telling him who you are. Start telling him what you believe. Start telling him what the word of God says about you. Tell him you believe what God says about you. Tell him he's a liar and he's going to hell and you're going to heaven. Cover. Talk to your name. I'm covered. I'm covered. You have the down payment of your heavenly inheritance right now. That's the Holy Spirit. And whether you know or not, you are spiritually rich. Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. It's the Godhead. In you. Say, say, turn, 
turn to yourself and say, in me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God in me? Right now. God the Holy Spirit in He has given you a treasure in you. I says, so the power of our victory is not of us, it's of him. And what's it? And the Bible calls that just a portion. <laughs> what we are experiencing is a portion. And watch this. And we haven't worked out our portion. Philippians chapter, chapter 2 says this, verse 12 says, he said, work out the salvation that is in you. Now don't read that wrong. It's not saying work for your salvation. It says, work out. Work out what is already in you. He said, I got your deliverance in you. I, I, got, I, got, I got everything that's heavenly blessings in you. I got who you meant to be in you. I got power in you. I got my peace in you. I got my joy in you. He said, but you have to have enough faith to trust. I mean, number one, you got to trust his word. God breathe. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, this is God Breathe. God, God where? And they wrote as God expelled. They inhale and they wrote. In this is his heart and his will towards you and I. You know, you know, the Bible said when we when we get to heaven, the books is gonna be open. One of the books that's gonna be open is his word. And God's going to say, why didn't you believe? I gave you everything you needed. I put it in you. Then I gave it to you to read so you could change your thinking. And if you were to change your thinking by what you read, then the manifestation of it would have came up in you. I think he's going to do this to all of us. I'm proud of you. You're my son. You're my daughter. But I had so much. Somebody got it. But I had so Say it that way. I had so much. Satan's job, his agenda, is to get us sidetracked with non-essential stuff. We, we, was at a, we was at a man's meeting. Uh, Reverend Ingram does a man class, and Dennis, Pastor Dennis and Mary Mott taught yesterday, and he says something that, that I never heard it from this point of view. He said the, 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 the pride of life is that we are so prideful that we get offended by everybody easily. 
hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whenever we get offended by everybody easily or by people easily, that's pride. Oh, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Let me prove it. Because when we got offended by, it's like, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who, you don't, you don't know me, do you? You don't know my position. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you know who you are in Christ, what matters whether they recognize you or not? When you are secure, with, do you see Jesus getting offended? When he said that, I said, I know the king. Jesus knew who he was, so it didn't matter what people thought of him, what they didn't think of him. He didn't get offended. He did not give no one that space. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It takes everything you got to move forward. Why would you allow somebody that doesn't really matter what they think about you to occupy space in your mind? Some of them are dead, but they still alive in our head. <laughs> Trickery. Trickery of the devil. Because we don't understand. God, God says, God says, I am your portion. I'm it. Let's, let's, let's move on. Verse, 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 he said, he said, you've been foreordained, chosen, appointed ahead of time in accordance with his purpose. Who works out everything in agreement with his own counsel? Okay, I got a question for you. If God has done this concerning you, then who can stop you? But you. Why do we allow everybody else to interfere with us stand on track to be who God called us to be? You know, when I get to the place where somebody said, I don't thank you this, I don't think, I don't care. Because you don't even know me. So, so it doesn't matter what you think about me. And watch this. And the people that matter is a small, small circle. We get on Facebook and somebody don't like us on Facebook and we throw a hissy fit. We look at how many likes and dislikes we got and we want to know why we don't have why we don't have more likes and why we got so many dislikes. They don't even know you. Listen, I'm not putting all my business on Facebook. The people that don't even know me, I don't care. What happened to us that we need other people to verify who we think we are and we become highly offended by people 
Father knows. Part of our portion is our identity in Christ. When you begin to begin to realize, He loved me. He chose me. He appointed me. Yeah. You know, you know, those hurts and, and stuff in the past begin to drop off. Yeah. When you begin to realize how much he, 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 he died for you, yeah. that he walks with you, yeah. that he talks to you. you, you quit trying to impress people. You know, we, we got to get over this thing. Look at me. Why? God is looking at We We got his full attention. He says, I sit in the room, and, and your picture is on every wall of the room. He says, I, I watch this. He etched, and what it means is, your picture is tattooed in my hands. Matter of fact, he said, I loved you so much, I call you holy. Though you're not holy, I see you as holy because I put my holiness in you. You know, we got to keep hearing the word of God in our thinking until we change our own self-talk. I'm still working on it. I'm not there, but I'm better than what I used to be. I catch myself talking negative to myself and about myself, and I have to catch myself and say, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Say, he used to have me there. You don't have me there anymore. This is what God says about me. What we don't understand is that we are encircled by a demonic realm that's trying to mess up our thinking about us. It doesn't matter. Who don't like you? Do you like you? Don't matter what they're saying about you. What are you saying about you? And I'm not talking about you making yourself better than anybody else. I'm saying, are you speaking the same words that God is speaking over you? Listen, he's talking. But we're not listening. Well, I haven't heard him talk. When the last time you picked up your Bible? When the last time you turned the script in the Bible that talks about he's your fortress, he's your strong tower, he's your, that's your portion. That's your inheritance. Sent me this tape. 
I didn't get nowhere close to where I wanted to get to, but it's okay. <laughs> and when I saw this video, things just blew up inside of me. And I said, that's it. That's it. Listen, babies can teach us because their spirit hasn't been contaminated yet. We have to unlearn what the world has taught us. A baby hasn't been taught yet. Play the video, then I'll explain it. That's Michael Jr. Okay, stop right there. Let me explain what happened. His baby was just born. Can you stop it for me? Thank you. His baby was just born, and the baby was, you know, still sticky and all that, and it was in the incubator, and, and the baby was crying. Let me get back in view. And the baby was crying. And, and he said he was there, and he spoke over the baby, and the baby stopped crying and got silent. Listen, you know what that tells me? He spoke to that baby while the baby was in its mother's womb. The baby recognized his voice. Here it is in an unfamiliar situation, hurting, don't know what's going on, uncovered, and here it is, crying up a storm. And he said, I'm here. And the baby instantly got quiet to listen. My, my, and God said, that's her father. I'm your father. Can I get the same reaction from you? Are you listening to me? Some of our prayer life is all about us talking. When the last time you stopped and started listening? So now what happened is the nurses take her, the nurses clean her up, put a diaper on her, and this is the, he said, let me see if what I saw the first time is real. Watch what happens. I'm not saying Then I speak up, she hears my voice, and stops crying, like again. But I want you to notice what else happens after I tell her that I love her.
Pascal. Let me explain. The second time when he speaks, she stops again. Now, this is a newborn, just born. She lists, he calls her name, and listen what he's saying. I'm here. Isn't God telling us he's here? Didn't he say in Hebrews chapter 13, and if you read it in the Amplified, he says, he says, he says, he says, I, I, I got you. I'll never leave you alone. I'll never forsake you. I will never let you go. I will never leave you without support. He said, I will never, never leave you. He said, know that I got you. I will not fail you. I mean, in the word of God, He's he reinforcing that. You know what, sometimes we just need to stop and we need to say, Lord, you said that you love me. You said you would never leave me, not forsake you. Hold on, there's another thing. Listen, she hears his voice. Stop speaking, stop moving, get quiet because she hears her father's voice. When the last time you heard your father's voice? Well, the last time you just got quiet in his presence, not, listen, not only quiet your mouth, quiet your mind, quiet your soul, and got in touch with your spirit to hear what he has to say. Hold on, then, then listen, he says, he says when, when he said, I love you, she opened and looked at him. You couldn't hear it, but she starts cooling. Her expression of loving him back. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, it says this. It says in the, in the Amplified, it says, it says this in the a, a mixture of Amplified metrics. When I, when I think about the plan of God, uh, all that he has planned for us in salvation, I fall. On my knees. When I think about the Father, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and He who all fatherhood derives His name from. Fatherhood and motherhood comes from God. And He is trying to get our attention. By his word. Notice that before she opened up her eyes, she opened up her ears. Have we ever heard his voice? When you hear his voice, it makes you open up your eyes. <laughs> you know what? We have a lack of. We don't have a lack of stuff and all of that. Uh, we may be in need. But he said, if you seek me first in my kingdom, he said, all other things I will add to you. He said, some of y'all are lacking because and you're going to talk, I want you to see me. My fact, trouble is good sometimes. You know why trouble is good? Trouble will get your attention. God is trying to get us in a place where we recognize we need him and we can't make it without him. That he's the best thing that ever happened to us and that without him, we can't make it. 
get sick. Let me, let me explain. Let me go a little bit deeper. The pattern of a baby with their father and mother, if everything is set up right and the mother and father is doing right, is the pattern of God with us. God works in patterns which, because we can't understand spiritual things. He sets it in natural things. And when we follow the natural order of things, we see a pattern of what God wants with yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. He says in John chapter 10, he said, I speak and those that are mine hear my voice. They won't come to another because it's not my voice. They, they, I, matter of fact, I call them by name. I want to do something. I, I, just, I, just, I just want to read something. Okay? I, I, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it from the Romans chapter 8. But I'm going to read it as though God is saying it. He goes on to say, he says, if I spare, if I did not spare my own son, but I delivered him up for you all, how shall I not with him also give you all things freely? Said because of what I, I have done and you are my elect, who shall bring anything to your charge? Huh. He said, he said, it's me who justified you. So who is it that could condemn you? It was my Christ, my son, who died for you. Furthermore, he rose even now. He's on my right hand making intercession for you. So who shall separate you from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall intercession, shall, 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 shall famine, shall nakedness, shall pair, shall sore, as it is written for my sake, you all may die all the day long, but yet you are already more than conquerors. Listen, God is saying this to us. He is speaking. He says, he says, yet in all these things, and conquer means victorious, successful, you know, right now when we're thinking it, well, I don't feel that way. Who told you you're supposed to feel that way? God said he has already set you up, that you're already victorious. Remember what? Quit looking how things are and look how things are going to be. Trust God at his word. Already shout the victory. Already said I'm more than a conqueror. You got to change your thinking and you're talking. And the more we speak his word, the more our eyes become open. Is there anybody in here want their eyes open? Is there anybody in here want to hear the voice of God? Say with me, speak to me, Lord. Speak to my spirit that I may open up my eyes and see you. Next verse, let's finish it out. He says, I'm persuaded, Paul said. After all that God has done for me, after all he has spoke to me, after he has given Christ as my Savior, I'm convinced. I know 
that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come. I mean nothing, nor height, or death, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He loves us. He died for us. He rose for us. The victory is ours. He speaks victory. He speaks healing. He speaks wholeness. He speaks that you can make it. He speaks that he's your strength. He speaks that he's your joy. He speaks that he's your peace. He speaks, he speaks that he's our father. He speaks that he loves us. Open up our ears and hear. He loves you. A baby hears the voice of her human father, and it made everything all right. Can you imagine her confusion? Being in her mom's stomach, being in water, being fed by a biblical cord, now being pushed out, how painful that is, breathing for the first time, exposed to all these elements, feeling uncovered, unsettled, not loved. And in all her screaming, when she heard the voice, a familiar voice, that she heard it. Did you know you heard his voice in your spirit before you was born? Did you know that he made your spirit before he made your body? He spoke to you before the beginning, and he's speaking now. Who would hear the voice of their father, heavenly father, saying, I love you. I always love you. I'm here. I got you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. No, I believe if we hear, we'll see more. If we see more, it will change us. It will change us. My question to those in the house and those that are listening, do you know him? The only way you can hear the voice of the Father is to accept the Son. Because Jesus died for us. He paid the penalty for He got up with all power in his hands. And when you receive him, the Holy Spirit comes in your life. And what a change. <laughs> then we grow in relationship. And he speaks more. And he shows more. And he loves more. He teaches more. 
and we fall in love with him because of the way he loves us. Oh, he's real. For someone that don't know, it's simply saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and rose for me. Lord, forgive me and come into my life. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, he saves you because he loves you. Hallelujah. And you can call that 451-31 number and someone will minister to you. In the house, I got ministers here. If you want to join the church, if you're not sure of your salvation, if you just need prayer, they will do that with you. God loves you. God loves us. Don't buy the lie from Satan. Believe the truth. Father, even now, Lord, help us to be like that baby. In fact, spiritually, we are like that baby. And we stand desperately in need of hearing your voice. Lord, speak to us. Lord, meet us. Speak until our eyes open. Speak until we see you eye to eye. And we know how much you love us. Father, it's you. It's you that we stand in need of. So I pray now, Father, that we will have an experience with you, that we begin to recognize that you're the best thing that ever happened to us. And we begin to understand that nobody loves us like you. <laughs> Father, let us see you more clearly. Help us see you through Christ because you did everything, you have done everything to save us because you love us just that much. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we say hallelujah. hallelujah. You are just that good. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise. See you next week. God bless you. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Do you know